0: On behalf of Pastor Leighton Sheely, his family, and all of us here at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for taking a moment to join us today. We know it's a very busy day for most, and for some, probably quite lonely, stressful. No matter your predicament, today's program is designed to minister to you the gospel of grace. We invite you to spend a couple of minutes with us as we understand what thankfulness really is and how we can truly be thankful no matter our situation. As we begin today's broadcast, we do so with an understanding of God's sovereign rule over everything, giving us ample opportunities to be thankful no matter our situation. Here's Pastor Layton and today's Thanksgiving edition.
1: Of study verse by verse. The number one thing to do is to recognize that God is in control of our lives, all aspects of our lives, good and bad. The second thing is to recognize that God loves me, and He's always looking out for my best interest, my best interest in eternity. Through the prophet Jeremiah, God spoke. In 29.11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God is good all the time, and all the time God is... It, 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 and, and, you know, this is one of the points where Satan will attack us and and, and and others will attack us, as he did from the very beginning. I mean, one of the things that the serpent, Satan in serpent form did with Eve was suggest that God really wasn't looking out for her best interest. Suggest that because God had commanded her and Adam not to eat of that particular tree that God was holding out on Adam and Eve, not giving them the best. And this is one of the areas where we have to continually remind ourselves and remind each other and be reminded that God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. So God loves me. He's looking out for my eternal benefit. The third thing we need to remember is that God is wiser than we are. Okay? Uh, One excellent teacher said, The way God does things is the way we would do things if we knew what God knows. The way God does things is the way we would do things if we knew what God knows. What does God know? Everything, Everything, right? What do we know? Almost nothing, right? (laughs) Even if we know something, the more we know, the more we know we don't know. Okay, it's just, uh, we know know nothing. That means that God is in a whole lot better position to make decisions than we are. Because he can make informed, intelligent decisions because he knows everything. And we don't. And, and, and we might be missing some information that completely changes our paradigm, the way we look at something. One author mentioned a story that, that took place, I think it was in his own life, where he got on a subway somewhere and the, and the train was filled with commuters or people getting someplace and onto the train this man came with his children. And the guy was distracted. He wasn't paying attention. His kids were all over the train. They were in everybody's business. They were just making, a, making this trip just, just a horrible thing. And finally, somebody said, hey, mister, are these your kids? You need to do something because they're just creating a mess for everybody here. And the guy came out of his distant uh, look and looked around. He said, I'm so sorry. I, 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 I. We just came from the hospital, and they, they just lost their mother and my wife. And all of a sudden, that piece of information absolutely transformed the people and the environment of that subway train. All of a sudden, those kids had uncles and aunts and grandpas and grandmas crawling around with them on the floor and playing with them and trying to help heal them. Their entire paradigm had changed because they now had information they hadn't had a moment ago. And there's a lot of information we don't have, and we make our decisions based on the little information that we have, but God knows it all, and He can make a whole lot better decisions than we can. God is wiser than I am. Then fourthly, pray about everything. Scripture saying, everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You know, some people say, well, you know, I just don't have much time to pray, well, folks, if we do what we talked about earlier about not worrying so much, now you got more time to pray. So, is that a good thing? Um, you know, if we prayed as much as we worried, we'd have even more, or I should say less, to worry about. Now, the Scriptures say that we should pray about everything. You know, some people think that, that, that God only cares about the big stuff. And that's not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches that God is interested in every aspect, every detail of our lives. In fact, the Phillips translation says, when you pray, tell God every detail of your life. What does that mean? Oh, God, I'm having this hangnail. It's really bothering me right now. Some people say, God's not interested in your hangnail. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's what it says. It says, pray to, to tell God every detail. It bothers me, it bothers Him. That's what the Bible says. He's, he's so concerned about the little details in our life. He even knows things like we don't, like the number of hair on our head. You know, I, I, he is that interested in our life. And it, and it says to pray with petition. What does petition mean? It means to be clear uh, about what it is we're praying for. I mean, it's, we can pray general prayers. You know, Lord, bless me. What does that mean? How, how do we know if that prayer is answered? We, we know that in a general sense it is always answered because he's always blessing us. But the Scriptures say that we should pray our prayers specifically. And that's what the word petition means. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Unload all your worries on him since he is looking after you. It says, Unload all your worries on him. And that word unload, by the way, it means to drop. Just let him drop. So what he's saying is, Drop your worries on him. That's what the verse is saying. Drop your worries on God. So we pray about everything. And then, fifth item, think about what you're thinking about. Think about what you're thinking about. The Bible says, finally, brothers, whatever is true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So we want to reduce the amount of stress we have in our life. We need to change the way we think. You know, the computer is designed after the human mind. Based on the human mind. And we know what happens to a computer. You put garbage in, you get what? Garbage out. Human mind, you put garbage in, what do you get out? Garbage. Garbage in, garbage out. And so we need to choose what we put into our minds. We may, it may mean changing the channel. It may mean not going to see that movie. It may, it may mean unsubscribing from that magazine. It might mean sitting down and reading God's Word more than we do. We need to choose what we're going to be putting into our minds because what we put into our minds is what comes out. And the Scriptures say that we should be putting into our minds things that are true and noble and right and lovely and admirable. You know, how, what we put into our minds affects the way we think. And the way we think affects the way we perceive things. And that affects basically everything. For instance, you can get up in the morning, you take your shower, you have your breakfast, it's delicious, you hop in your car, you're going through traffic, but it doesn't bother you, you got your favorite radio station on, listen to your favorite music, you get to work, you are so thankful that you got such wonderful coworkers to be with, you know? And this happens day after day after day. And then one day you get up you get your shower and you get down to breakfast and it's not quite so good. You know, and you get on the road and the traffic is mean that morning, you know. And you get to work and your coworkers are ugly. <laughs> you know, now, what changed? Same breakfast, same traffic, same coworkers. They didn't change. You changed. Because of the way you think. So we need to think about The way we think. And we need to think about things that are pure and good and admirable. So on Sundays, I oftentimes give you some suggested homework. You don't have to turn it in. There's no grade on it. It's optional. But let me suggest some homework for you in this Thanksgiving week, if I may. Um, I'd like to suggest that this week you allocate some time to stop. Sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and start thinking about the people that have invested in your life. The people that have done some kindness to you that has been something that, that uh, you're thankful for. And you might not have ever told. might be getting a hold of an old school teacher or a, an old friend. And so make a list and, and, uh, and get on the telephone. Buy some cards. Jot some notes. Um, this is a week of Thanksgiving. So give thanks to people that have, have invested in you. And then, in addition to giving thanks to people, may I suggest that every day you get up and you give thanks to God for what God has done for you. I mean, just think about it. He's given you life. He's given you health. He's given you strength. Uh, he's given you a sound mind. He's given you food and, and clothes and shelter. He's probably given you some kind of a vehicle. might not be a Ferrari, but it's a vehicle, you know. Uh, to be able to get around, he's giving you some money that so you can you can meet you know the requirements. You've got listen, you've got friends, you got family, you got a great church family. You got you this you got a nation that is unlike any nation in the history of this world in terms of how it has been given freedom and prosperity. I mean, we've got a lot to be thankful for, and in addition to all of that. Thank God for Calvary's cross. Where the wages of your sin were yes, taken Lord. care of. And for salvation. Yes, Lord. And for him adopting you as, your, as his very own children. So we can, we can address the creator of the universe as our father. It, and for giving you the Holy Spirit. The seal of your salvation. And, and God living within you to help you become the kinds of people that, that he wants you to be. And praise him for it for making heaven. We don't know what it looks like. But listen, folks, if he only spent seven days creating this world and this universe, and he spent over 2,000 years working on heaven, it's got to be spectacular. And folks, when he was on earth, he was a carpenter. got to be incredible. It really does. So there's a lot for us to be thankful for. And let's be a people of an attitude of gratitude. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we do say thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you have done for us and continue to do for us. and We've been blessed in so many ways. Sometimes, Lord, we can get so focused on some issue in life that we become myopic. We, just, just, it, we, we, we don't see the blessings around because we're so focused on whatever that issue is. Lord, help us to step back and see the big picture. Thank you, Lord, for how you've blessed us and continue to bless us as individuals, as families, as a church family, as a nation, and as a world. For God so loved the world. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: And amen. Well, thank you for joining us here on this Thanksgiving Day edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Would you do us a favor? Stop by Highlands.us and drop us an email. Let us know what you're thankful for and how this program has ministered to you over the year. We'd greatly appreciate it. Highlands.us. Tomorrow, back in Genesis on Study Verse by Verse.